Good morning, Illini, and Happy New Year. Uh, as we kick off 2023 here with Healthy Illini, it's another episode. I'm your host, Matt Schrock, and uh, we're excited you're back with us. It's crazy to think we're in 2023. Uh, 2022 seemed to just fly by. And we've got a whole list of, of topics to talk about this spring. I'm excited to jump into it. And so we're going to kick it off today. I'm joined today by our guest. Uh, first is Nick Chancellor. He is an assistant director here at McKinley in two areas, actually. Um, first is program support services. So he does a lot of the quality and the accreditation things with that. But uh, recently has also taken on the umbrella of assistant director of student health insurance. And he's been on the podcast before. So Nick, thanks for being back. Thanks for having me. We're also joined by two members of our Student Health Insurance Advisory Committee. Uh, They are Jasmine Finley. She is a sophomore studying sociology with a minor in public health. Jasmine, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. We're also joined by a grad student, Salagna Chakraborty. Excuse me. Uh, She is getting her PhD in PEEC, P-E-E-C, and that's a very long thing that I'm not going to explain at the moment, but thanks for being here, Salagna. (laughs) Thank you for having me. So uh, we're kicking off 2023 with a topic that some might not say is quite as exciting as I want it to sound, Um, but I'm excited to talk about it um, because as on any university campus, we have a a demographic of people that are out on their own the first time, maybe fresh out of high school, maybe uh, moving out of home after a few years or out of the workforce or whatever. And they're kind of stepping in some new ideas and some new things. And and a lot of that has uh, means that you're figuring out how to take care of things you might not have had to do before, like cook to do your laundry, figure out transportation schedules, paying bills. Uh, one of the biggest ones that everybody has to figure out when they first step out on their own is health insurance. Now, that's that's the, what we're going to be talking about today is health insurance. And like I said, it might not sound like the most exciting topic to some but it's a really an important one that we need to discuss. Uh, really uh, is important for people to understand or at least have a have an entry-level idea of what they're talking about with that. So let's begin with a couple of basics for our campus. Uh, when we're talking student health insurance here at UIUC, what is that and who has it? So students here at UIUC have United Healthcare, And so there's over 25,000 UIUC students who are, who currently have the United Healthcare, but students are auto-enrolled into it. So who has it? Starting off, it's everybody um, until they choose to opt out with a qualifying plan, of course. So what does that mean as far as a a qualifying plan? And you said United Healthcare, that's the provider that gives all, all, all that insurance. So if someone is auto-enrolled in it, they automatically have it. But but what does it mean to have a plan to, to opt out of it? I think um, what it means is that when you come in as an undergrad or a grad student here, um, the university provides you with the United Healthcare plan, and you could try to opt out if you have a different plan that is, I think, ACA compliant, is what it said, and um, or if you're under your parents' insurance, or if you are from a different country, but that country's insurance meets the the requirements of ACA, you could um, have that instead of United Healthcare, but. From what I know, I think it's better to have United Healthcare because you you just automatically in it, and it's probably more smooth. I think. And we can, and we're going to get to a point where we talk about what that what United Healthcare does cover, how it functions in our area. But before we get there, I do want to spend a little bit more time on the opt out idea um, because it's not just you can opt out any time or for any reason. There are specific requirements and there are specific time periods. So Nick, if you could just speak to that for a minute. Absolutely. So as Salagna pointed out, the the concept behind opting out 
is really around making sure you have a qualifying plan. And a qualifying plan, as decide, actually as pointed out by the Board of Trustees in the student code, is an ACA-compliant plan that has coverage within 50 miles of the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. So what ends up happening is, is that when students enroll in the fall, we'll just start at the fall because it's a great place to start. Um, when classes start, you have about 45 days in which you can opt out or apply for a waiver. What that requires is, is that the student follows in through the United portal. They upload the necessary information. Oftentimes, it's just a copy of their card. Sometimes it's actually a letter that is provided by the insurance carrier, usually of their parents, is who has the other plan. Um, that information is reviewed by United to make sure it does meet AEC compliant features. And if it does, then the waiver is granted and that fee is then removed from the student's account. And the student is no longer not only charged, but no longer has access to that particular insurance. After that waiver period is done, again, about 45 days after the start of classes, anybody who has not had a waiver processed for the insurance, that fee stays on, that policy becomes active, and they now have that United coverage for the remainder of the fall at a minimum. Now, when we hit springtime, that same process can go again. If they have already waived out of the plan, then they are waived out of the plan for the remainder of the academic year. If they have not waived out in the fall, they have the opportunity to waive out in the spring. Or the other side of things, as with all insurance plans, if you have an, a, a life-changing event, you have the opportunity to come back and enroll. We also, however, in spring and in summer, will allow students to go ahead and come back in. So usually the, the qualifying factor for most students is, I've turned 26, I'm no longer allowed to be on my parents' insurance. I need health insurance now. What do I need to do? We can get them enrolled that way. But those periods, again, for waiving are every 40, the first 45 days of every term, and then it shuts down until the following term. And you'll find resources in the bio, as always, with all, the, all our episodes, uh, for ways to contact the student health insurance office to get more answers. And we'll come back to that a number of times about contacting and asking, but um, if you have questions, you know, call and ask. And we're, we're happy here at McKinley to get you pointed in the right right direction. Um, if you call me, I will tell you I don't fully understand. I will send you down to the student insurance office. <laughs> that's that's the easiest way for me to take care of it. Uh, and I'll throw in, Matt, si.illinois.edu is our website. It's got all the resources right there, and we work very diligently to make sure that's up to date for every day. So there are there are resources, and they'll be there. We'll, we'll bring that up a couple of times as we go. Um, but that's basically what insurance is here and how it, how it functions. Usually the, the next questions we get when it's about insurance here at McKinley, there's two of them. Uh, one is if I come to McKinley, will they take my insurance? Uh, the other one is I opted out of my insurance, but I see this thing. It says health service. Um, why am I still being charged this on my bill? So if, if you could just, uh, share for a minute, um, how McKinley functions, do you need insurance to come to McKinley and what is the health service fee? So absolutely you need insurance to come to McKinley. We're not going to use it. McKinley is paid for by your health service fee. And what that means is, is that there's a fee that every, and forgive me on this, I think it's if you're enrolled in over six credit hours on campus, you're assessed a fee that allows you to partake in the services of McKinley and the Counseling Center at no additional charge. So that means you could walk into McKinley with a sore throat, get seen by a provider, get a, a medical diagnosis, and if you need some medications, we can take care of that all for no additional cost. But the reason we say absolutely you need that insurance is because it's a requirement, again, from the Board of Trustees and for the student code. So you still have to have it. But again, we don't bill that. Now, part of what we do at McKinley, however, is we make a lot of referrals. If you walk in and you need some sort of a surgical procedure, 
or if you need an MRI. Those are things we don't do in the building. We've never done those things. We're not, we're not planning to do any of those things. They're major types of issues. And so we do refer students out. And that's where the student insurance really comes in very effectively for our students is if they need that coverage that McKinley cannot provide that goes above and beyond what that health service fee covers, student insurance helps to offset that. Now, there are obviously still costs that go with that, but usually, as an example, a low back MRI, if you pay cash for that, not an insurance rate, cash for that, is about $1,500 out of your pocket. Whereas if you do that with your deductible, you're going to hit a, probably about $150. And so you're saving substantially and not incurring those large cost expenses that can come up out of the blue, hurting your financial aspects of things. So the student health insurance helps to offset that and helps to supplement everything that is done at McKinley that we have to refer out for. So I have a question. Since you mentioned about the six credit hours, um, I think me, along with all my fellow grad students, we always struggle in the summer. Like, what is that magic number that we should register for to get McKinley services? Because um, I, th- I know it's six during the fall and the spring, but what happens in summer? So the magic number you need to register for is one. Okay. You have to be a registered student with the university to be able to pay the health service fee. The number of six credits is actually then it's automatically put onto your student bill. Oh, okay. So that's really what it boils down to is mm-hmm. if it's automatically put on your bill, it's there, you can't have it removed mm-hmm. unless you withdraw, I shouldn't say withdraw, unless you cancel from the university. Okay. But if you're enrolled for one credit and you decide, I'd really like to have McKinley services, mm-hmm. all you have to do is contact our business office. They will get you to set up with the paperwork that says, yes, I want this. Yes, I want this applied to my student account. You have that fee then added to your student account and you can use McKinley services. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So the the insurance is needed to be carried for any services that are not done by McKinley because we may have to refer out or you may need something like a specialist surgery, you know, something like, like that. And so the insurance is really important for that side of it. But... Um, as far as McKinley here, you do not have to have any insurance to come in the building. You don't have to have any insurance to, to set up an, an appointment because that is covered by the health service fee. Yes. And I want to add that the health service fee covers all services at the McKinley Health Center and Counseling Center, as well as McKinley Health Center does not charge copay or charge insurance for services. So I would strongly recommend taking advantage of that while you can. That's, that's an important distinction because the services have already been paid for. And if you do go elsewhere, there could be copay insurance things um, that you end up paying out of pocket. Whereas if you you can get the service here at McKinley, um, it is beneficial to the students to help. Um, And actually impacts insurance in some other ways too. We're going to kind of, that kind of segues into where I want to go next, which is uh, understanding more about how insurance works. Um, So if if I have a first-time uh, health insurance uh, client, I'm a first-time user, um, and I have health insurance through United Healthcare or any insurer, really, uh, does that mean I can go anywhere and be seen? Does that mean um, it doesn't matter who I go to? It, it, how, how does that work as far as how insurance d- dictates where you should or should not go? So the biggest thing about determining where you should or shouldn't go with insurance has to do with in-network or out-of-network providers. So for our students having United Healthcare, we're very fortunate that United Healthcare is a nationwide program. There are providers pretty much anywhere you can go. The difference is is whether that provider has accepted the benefits or should we accepted yeah the benefits that United offers, which means they're contracted with United to charge their fee and accept what United says. If you're an out of network provider, you may still see people who have United Health insurance. 
but you don't agree to the terms that United has set. And so usually then if you go to a provider who's out of network, they may bill your insurance on on your behalf. They may do the paperwork for you, but you're stuck working it with those fees with that direct provider and you don't get any discounts for the insurance. You're not going to be able to utilize very much of your insurance premium to go to pay for that provider and you're with a much larger out-of-pocket expense is how that ends up working. So for somebody who is... Um, who is new to insurance, what is the difference between copay and premium? Because you hear these, those terms thrown around a lot and not everybody knows what that exactly means. Absolutely. So actually I'll throw three terms out there for you, Matt. So your premium is your baseline pay that you owe the insurance company in order to be on the plan. And so what that is designed to do is be that base minimum that everybody contributes so everybody has access to all those benefits that have been contracted and everything else so that the insurance discounts that work in your favor are all taken care of. When you go to see a provider, any provider, you end up with either one of two things. You end up with a copay or a coinsurance. So a copay is usually a flat dollar amount. Most people are used to like, I go to see my provider, I have a $20 copay, so you pay the provider $20 at the time of service. Sometimes you end up with what's called a co-insurance. And for certain things, rather than it's a flat $20 fee, often for more expensive types of things, you owe a percentage of that particular service. So let's say you have a co-insurance on your plan that goes to a surgical event, right? And you have a $20,000 surgical event that you owe 10% of for a co-insurance, you'd owe $2,000 of that. And the, the difference between a co-pay and a co-insurance is something you really have to look at your plan about to figure out what is being applied to that but it's all about what you end up having to pay to supplement what the insurance company is paying. And so oftentimes when you start talking about what that breakdown is, if you have a $20 copay, the insurance is paying the balance of or roughly around 80 to 90% of the rest of that. And then the majority of those well, should say the majority of the balance of that expense gets written off. So when you start looking at statements, these things become easier to see, but you do need to take a look and read those things carefully. That's a lot of information. It is a lot. That's what he's listening to. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to have you all on here is that at McKinley, um, while we're not a quote unquote teaching clinic or a teaching hospital, you know, people often, often ask if they can do internships and things or like, you know, uh, shadow and stuff like that. We don't, we don't do that, but we are about educating our students as best we can in all areas that we can. And one of them is student insurance. And so this is one of the things that if you're not sure what those terms mean, contact our office. If you're not sure what those terms mean, see if you can find a member of the uh, the advisory committee, which is uh, why Jasmine and Slogner are here today, because they are our co-chairs of that. Um, and uh, let's, let's pause for a moment as we go into, I want to talk about the educating, helping to educate. Um, talk about the advisory committee, the Student Health Insurance Advisory Committee, um, why you joined it and, and kind of what the, the function of that group is. Yeah, um, I think... I had not heard about it before, and uh, I, um, how should I say this, uh, got nominated to be part of the committee, and then Matt reached out to me and gave us the information, and I thought that um, it, this is such an important topic because we don't know a whole lo lot about it, and then usually when you have to deal with insurance, it's when you're in trouble, or, you know, or something in, in that arena. So to be able to know what insurance does for you at the very beginning of your student uh, life at the university, I think is really helpful. And so I just wanted to be part of this experience of trying to like know as much as I can and like talk to my peers 
and then hopefully like encourage other people to be part of the committee one day. Right, you Jasmine. So I joined SHIAC um because to be honest I have little to no knowledge of how insurance works and I do really would like to be further knowledge about that. Um and then that's really that's really a key and it's interesting to me that you both said that you you weren't familiar with certain processes and Jasmine you're a sophomore only been here a couple of years Slagna you're a PhD student who's been here throughout her education and yet there's still that I'm not really sure what I'm talking about in this and that's really the key on this and and, and one of the reasons we have the advisory committee and um, I know that you are both passionate about learning about it and and educating others and so there will be events that we'll have periodically where we'll have SHIAC members out on the campus in various places or involved in McKinley events where we are going to not only um, give information, but also take questions and find out what students are asking because it's always it's always good to know what people are asking so you know how to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's part of it. And it's, it's uh, about being part of that dialogue that is so important. And you made a great point, Slavna, that uh, a lot of us, myself included, and you know, I'm I'm not a student. I have a family with kids, and yet a lot of times I figure out the insurance, how it works, whenever I'm in need of the insurance to work. Um, an emergency has happened, something has come up, and now all of a sudden, like, oh, flip through my plan, trying to figure out what I've got, as opposed to being proactive. And I think that's really an important key for students, especially. Yeah, and I also want to add that a lot of the terms are like jargon, and it's it might like just like fly over your head. So. Uh, I think getting used to those ideas, those the, the the terminology from like as you come in would be a great starting point, um, so that you have some idea and you you're not like in a panic-induced situation where you have absolutely no clue what's going on, and then you may take a misstep. You, like Nick said, go out of network and then increase your out-of-pocket expenditures. So, yeah, definitely, I think more knowledge is needed. So one of the things I wanted to bring up today, as far as that education knowledge piece, is that there are services, especially if you're a United Healthcare uh, client, if you you are under their coverage, there are services that you have that you might not be aware of um, that don't cost any extra, that don't incur any out of pocket cost. And one thing we learned from the pandemic was that telehealth is a viable option of a lot of things. Um, some of it was, you know figure it out on the, on the fly, but <laughs> we've gotten to a point now where uh, telehealth is something that is viable and is uh, used and, and is accepted. And uh, United Healthcare has its own option on that. So uh, Nick, you want to share a little bit about what that is? Absolutely. It's, it's something that the student insurance office is actually really excited about. So you, you can use one of two terms. There's healthiest you or there's teledoc. Um, they're kind of synonymous. United calls it healthy issue, but the service is actually Teladoc. And what it is, it's a 24-7 online slash on the phone medical service. And that can be physical medicine or that can be mental health. Um, It's all in network. It's at no additional charge to students who are on the United plan. Um, Other students have the option to actually purchase it. But again, with United Healthcare plan, it's no additional charge for our students. And the great thing about that is for a student who's here in the Champaign area it's 8 p.m. on a Friday night, McKinley's not open, but you're not feeling good, give a call. They'll take care of you. You happen to be from the state of Washington and you decide to go home for Easter break. And again, you you need that care, but you don't know what to do. Pull up your app and go to Teladoc and they'll take care of you. And it's going to be at no additional charge. You Anywhere you go, 
home, spring break. You want to run down to the Key West and go hang out for a week. They'll cover you anywhere you're at. And again, no additional charge. And that's for every student that's on the plan. So it's a really, really great way to get things taken care of. And to what Slogna brought up, if you are traveling somewhere and you, you are not prepared for an emergency that comes up, right? You don't know what to do. You find a provider that somebody says, this is the best provider in the area, or you pull, pull up the closest person you can find. You don't really care if they're in network. You need that care right now. With Teladoc, it's in network. It's covered. It's not an additional expense to you. So it's a really great way from what I always like to champion is medical consumerism to know what your options are, to be educated in advance and not be hit with a surprise, even though you're traveling, even though you're in an area you're not familiar with, you have that service available to you. And that's really a huge peace of mind. I know in my own experience, my daughter plays volleyball and we do travel games a lot. And there was a time where I thought she was hurt. Now we were not in state. We were not anywhere that we were familiar with just at a tournament. And I was like, what are we going to do if we have to go talk to somebody? Absolutely. You know, who, who do we call? Where do we start? Um, because you're not familiar with the area. And if you have something in your at your disposal that is in network, that is familiar, that you, you know is reliable, um, that's a huge piece of it. It absolutely is. So if somebody does want to uh, take advantage of Teladoc, how do they access it? So they have to do two things. First, you have to actually go into United, into their portal and set up your account. Not a, not a big to-do, but all your United links that you get take you to that access. Uh, next thing you do is you go on to your favorite app store and you download the Teladoc app. When you go ahead and sign in, it'll ask you to set up your Teladoc account with your United information. That's the bypass, so there's no additional charge. Any other student who picks up the Teladoc app is going to absolutely have to be putting in a credit card or some form of payment and, and receive charges for those things. But again, you set up your United account first, download that Teladoc app, get yourself set up that way. Again, no additional charge while you're on the student insurance plan. And again, if you have questions, if you're uncertain, contact the student health insurance office, call McKinley, we'll get you directed, and uh, we can get you in touch with them and they can help you through that process. I just wanted to ask and confirm that Teladoc is very different from dial nurse, correct? Oh, very different from dial nurse. Okay. So yeah, our, our dial nurse program at McKinley literally is nursing staff. Mm. It's an outside source that we utilize that you call them, they triage you, they help provide guidance of where you need to go next. Sometimes that is taking a message and relaying it to McKinley's staff for a call back the next day. Sometimes it's, hey, you need to go to an urgent care, right? Something along those lines. When you call Teladoc, you will be speaking to a medical practitioner. Take, take your pick if we're talking mental health behavioral mm -hmm. health, but you'll be talking to a medical practitioner who has the license to get you everything you need. So you have a snotty nose on a Friday night and you call Teladoc, they can absolutely get you a prescription to a local Walgreens or CVS. Not a question. It won't come back through McKinley, unfortunately, but they, they will get you taken care of. So again, that's why we continue to talk about utilizing McKinley services to make sure that you don't have extra expenditures of having to get like a prescription elsewhere. But when you have that urgent need, it's there to support that. Perfect. So there are, I mean, there, there are a lot of, of resources that students may or may not be aware of. And that's kind of that, that education, that piece. And that's why we're doing this today Absolutely. is so that we can get that word out and try and help students. Um, and I'll just kind of throw as an aside here. We're not going to go deep into it because it's way more of a conversation we can ever do in one podcast, let alone the end of a podcast. Um, but utilizing the services that are in your insurance and in your plan and at McKinley can actually help affect the cost of plans and what you're charged at. And so it, it is important to use um, resources that you have, be in network, use Teladoc, things like that, because at the end of the day, it could affect the bottom line. 
Oh, absolutely. It affects the bottom line. I mean, just as the example, talking about Teladoc, one of the things that when we started in these conversations at United recently, um, we said, like, you know, show show us some impact numbers, right? Like, how do we know that these things are really impactful? What What's really affecting us? What's affecting our plan? Why are our student increases continuing at the rate of the national averages? And the one, the one statistic that really stuck out for me is for the premium that we pay to United for our student insurance on an annual basis, 4% of that premium goes to out-of-network mental health providers. So that means somebody who's not contracted with United, they don't risk, they, United doesn't get the benefit of having a lower rate for them. The students don't get the benefit of having a lower fee to them. There's just more money paid out because of that. It's the students, right? Obviously, to see who they want. The insurance is there to support that as needed. But that 4% could be completely offset and saved for the students by utilizing the Teladoc service. It's exactly the same thing. It's, an, it's a non-McKinley, non-counseling center mental health person that is completely covered by their insurance that, again, they can see anywhere in the United States, right? So if they're back home, wherever home may be, and they're wanting to see these providers out of network, understandable you need somebody away from here. But call Teladoc, you're going to save that money. And by saving that money, what ends up happening is not that the premiums necessarily would go down because expenses continue to add on year after year, but we start to reduce the increase that we see. So rather than the estimated 10% year over year increase that most insurance companies talk about, if you're saving some money, maybe that goes down to 8% instead of 10%. They may not seem like a lot, but over time that starts to add up. And, you know, we've done some math. If we have a 10% increase in our student insurance fees versus a 7% increase, what are things are right now? If we can keep that down to a seven, we save the, every student about $150 a year just in the premium fee. And that's just by making sure we're utilizing things well, by leveraging the services that we have available at McKinley through the health service fee and being good stewards of the access that you have for in-network providers and Teladoc with the United Plan. So, Nick, is there a limited amount of times that you can access Teladoc, whether it's for mental health or for behavioral? There is not a limited amount of times that you can access the service. And that again, that's the great thing is you can continue to go back and leverage that service as many times as needed from wherever you are in the United States. That's really nice. Thank you. Another question, since we're talking about Teladoc, um, what does it mean for international students? Can you use that if you're outside the U.S.? That's a great question. Actually, you cannot. However, United does have, as part of its student health insurance plan, a and I forget the name of it, I apologize, but global travel coverage. So you have to work with United. What we always tell people, kind of like you talked about, you need to plan insurance, right? So if you're an international student who's going to be going home, you want to make sure you have coverage for that particular trip. Reach out to United ahead of time. Let them know what you're doing. It, you don't have to add anything. It's already there. But they'll get you all of the information that you need to tr safely travel to wherever your travels are and to travel back. So if you have an emergency or an urgency while you're there, you'll have the direct contact information to call. You're not going to be freaking out and trying to figure out what to do last minute. You'll have that information at your fingertips. So what does that mean in like going to China versus going to England versus going to South Africa? I, I don't know that. Mm -hmm. But again, that's why I say give them a call. They step you through all of that. They have all those services in place. They will take care of everything that you need to facilitate that. Okay, good to know. Thanks. We could spend a week straight just recording a podcast and talking through insurance and still not cover everything that's possibly there. Um, but this has been a really good jumping off point, um, a really good starting point for students um, to understand what insurance is, how it functions here at the university, what options are there. Um, 
And uh, I just really appreciate you all taking the time out of your day to come talk with me. So uh, Nick, Jasmine, Slagna, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Thanks. Thank you so much for having us. Like I said, we could talk about insurance forever and we would still have more questions. So if you have more questions, we have resources in the bio, uh, ways for you to contact McKinley. You you can contact United Healthcare. Uh, If you have questions, if you're not sure what insurance you have, if you're not sure if you're on your parents' insurance or your own insurance or United Healthcare, we can look that up as well. Um, contact McKinley. We'll put you in contact with the student insurance office. Go to si.illinois.edu. That's their website. Um, we'll be happy to, to help assist and get you where you need to go and so that you can have that peace of mind uh, to be able to go about your day and be the best that you can be. But thank you for joining us today. You're on a personal journey no matter where you are in it. You are important and you matter. Your health and wellness are important and matter, and we're here to keep you well to excel. So go have a great week, Illini. Let us know how you're doing, and we'll catch you next time on Healthy Illini. Healthy Illini.